listening to the Uloft podcast presented by United IUP, a community of college students and young adults in Indiana, Pennsylvania, who are dedicated to unite with each other and Christ to change the world around us. We hope that this podcast raises questions and answers others while ultimately starting a conversation to discover unifying biblical truth in this chaotic world. I don't it like where this matter, is going. No, it does not matter how much information you have or that you have recorded. If no one thinks that that information is important, then they're not going to listen. People have to think that the information that you have to say is important before they listen, whether you have important information or not. Kendall thinks you, oh noble listener, don't think that the Bible is important that is or relevant not true. to you. That's not what I said. <laughs> Out I, of all the things fair, I just said, that was not at all what <laughs> I said. To be fair, most mean. people probably don't think the Bible is particularly relevant. Well, that is them. actually true. Yeah. But unfortunately, if somebody is listening, if you are listening, then you are listening because you think that we have something interesting to say, or you were intrigued by uh, a topic, or you think that like we have duped you and or and or uh, convinced you one or the other that we have something really good to say. Yeah. But it's up to you to decide if what we have is good to say or not. I like to think we're just the greatest dupers, dupesters. <laughs> Please don't say we're the greatest dupers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what no. a fun word duper <laughs> oh duper you know we should just that's a good new, new slur for yeah, yeah. people <laughs> what <Okay>. a duper <laughs> well welcome to the podcast yeah welcome uh, that part was very relevant to you yeah that, honestly okay actually I, you know you have a lot of questions and we'll get to them but i really do believe that we have stumbled upon something that is very important to all of society. Gold. That if someone is speaking and has the greatest information they can tell you or that uh, can benefit your life, the greatest wisdom, if you don't think that they have the greatest wisdom, then it doesn't matter if they actually possess it. Like. It's, yeah, but it's that's a problem. A, it's a problem with the person. It's a problem with okay, the listener. But that's a you problem, and there's a place for people like that. Yes, it's called that, the outer darkness, where there's <laughs> oh weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, yeah. But for example, I could tell you a lot of information about geography, cartography, and topography. Mm -hmm. Right? Do either of you care a lick? And I could even tell you it's probably worthwhile information. But do either of you care a lick about geography, cartography, and topography? I barely care about geography. The other two, definitely not. Yeah. See. <laughs> Okay, so Andy However, Stanley. However, if you could tell me, like, you know, uh, stuff we're off to a great start. Andy like Stanley, awesome. yes. What? Okay, so Andy yeah, Stanley. We're having three different conversations right now. <laughs> Go ahead. It's wonderful. Andy Stanley, what? So no, see it's if all coming keep up. up. This will all come together. This is a roundabout. Yeah, yeah, Have you yeah. ever been to England and drove? This is a roundabout. <laughs> we have those here in the United States. Yeah, but they're like more. Fun fact I have a lot of information about roundabouts. <laughs> okay, there we go. Full circle. See? <laughs> Like a roundabout. Oh, my Michael, gosh. Michael, go ahead. I think it can only go up from here, honestly. <laughs> Michael, Andy Stanley did uh, what? A Andy Stanley <laughs> said that people don't want to know about the Bible, That so you shouldn't teach them about the Bible, but you should teach them about themselves using the Bible. And it's like, okay, maybe a little bit, but I actually would encourage people to become less self-dominated. I think that that's part and parcel of the Christian walk. But I also think that the precepts of God provide great utility for life here in the present moment and how you live and how you walk and that there is a blessedness in understanding the word of God, living it out, that that's not 
equivalent to a prosperity gospel insofar as you're going to be, you know, have health, wealth, and happiness. Um, although not doing the things of God will certainly work against you when it comes to the things like joy and uh, meaning and purpose, those kinds of things. I think there's all kinds of dysfunction in the minefield that is a life lived outside of God. Right. You know, so so, so I think that... I think that I agree with you that what you teach and what you say, you should always ask yourself, how is this useful? Like, right, but where's the, the utility? Wouldn't the greatest like mode and way in which we should be operating is to instruct people and teach people to care about the Bible themselves instead of getting them to care about themselves in light of the Bible, which is what you said, Andy Stanley said more or less to just teach them how to care about the Bible. And right. So like one of the things that I love to do, and I try to do this with any Bible study I lead, I do I lead through two Bible studies, one with grad students, one with undergrad, and then I lead some at my church. And other than imparting information and biblical information and teaching that they may or may not know, my greater purpose is to reveal the Bible in a way, in a biblically truthful way, that gets them to fall in love with the Bible themselves. That is the greatest teaching I think that you could do. It's like, yes, you can impart information, but if you can get them to love the very book themselves, that's even better. Right? Yeah, but part of the reason why they should love the book <clears throat> is because of what it's about. Yeah, so no, like, I agree, I agree. And because of what it can do in their life, not necessarily for them, like it's not a treasure map, you know, yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. Um, but I would say that like Andy Stanley is on to something, but you can't stop there. No, I, right? I, I like, don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, you on if that. If you stop there, because what you said, Michael, is that, yeah, like the point of living a Christian life, like part of that is to actually uh, just be in love with the creator and the Bible and like the word of God itself. Like that's part of it. But I think that's part of the sanctification process. And I think if you are um, introducing the Bible to someone or you're trying to get them to like Caleb, you said, care about the book, then I think there is some bit of um, you know, onus on you to say, this is why you should care about the yeah. book. And part of that is it can transform your life. Now we all know that, the book as far as pages and leather bound, uh, you know, uh, binding, whatever. Yeah, like the <laughs> smell good leather boundness. Um, <laughs> that doesn't change your life. The fact that it's, it's the word of God that is inspired yeah, yeah. by the Holy Spirit, that is what changes you. But if you can't get, if you just tell people, oh, this is the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit, for most people, I would say, that's not enough. Right. You have to tell them why it's so important and why this information that you have is so intriguing. And I fully believe, and this is one of the ways that I've tried to at least uh, craft my communication style over the years, is that I believe that you have to like, you have to make it um, relevant to people, not by changing what it says. Yeah. There are some pastors who go f too far. Um, Andy Stanley being one of them. Uh, are we really <laughs> trying to be <laughs> way too relevant and it changes the word of God with the culture. Um, and I wouldn't go that far at all. However, the way that I wanna communicate the word and the gospel especially is a way that is accessible, applicable and uh, relevant to someone's life that says, oh, that's what I've been looking for. And this is the reason why I've been looking for it. And like, I think there's, I think 
we all shared particularly different backgrounds in in that realm, like in communication and in teaching, um, but we all do it in different ways. Uh, well, that's what I just said. We all do it in different ways. Um, <laughs> we all do it in different ways, but we all have results from it, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that if we really dug down deeper, I think there has to be a mix of keeping things relevant and yeah. telling people, why do you want to hear this? Yeah. That's what we talk about like when we build sermons, right? Like yeah. is what is the why behind this? Why do they want to hear it? And then how can they apply this to their life? It's not just the what. If you only give them the what, then I think you're doing a disservice. Yeah. Okay, so I would like to present you with a wait, bitter wait, wait. pill. Before and we do question. that, before we do that, this is the ULOF podcast. And if you're listening, this is Michael, Kendall, and Caleb. Yeah. We have not introduced ourselves yet on this I episode. I mean, technically we have like an intro at the beginning. Oh, do we? The beat goes boom, boom, boom. I haven't been, I haven't been on this in a while. It's been a hot minute. Oh yeah, that's right. And we have yeah. like Julia's voice still yeah. recorded mm-hmm. from 18,000 years ago. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to give the people what they want and tell them what, like what's going on with everything? Let and, like, them eat cake. Or- all right. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you want to talk about that at all? Do they want that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. You can't say. <clears throat> I no, imagine. Not, not in particularly. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that's going to be talking a about? I feel like I'm missing something No, what he's saying. Right now. <laughs> what he's saying is I, I won't, you won't be seeing me as much on Tuesday nights if you show up on Tuesday nights. However, that does not mean I'm not a part of, of United. Oh, oh, And oh, I'm oh. still here. Uh, you still get to hear me. Yeah, now this is a massive platform, so um, you have a moment to explain. We are the number things. one yeah. Indiana <laughs> IUP young adult, <laughs> young adult podcast, podcast yeah. <laughs> in all of Indiana County. That's exactly right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I won't be around on Tuesdays as much this semester. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's really all there is to say. That's why I was like, do they really want? It? We don't. We don't miss you. I know. <laughs> I know. It was That's sad. not true, actually. There have been many people who's like, is Kendall coming? And then they came back this week. Is Kendall going to be here? Ah, well, you and, know, uh, at yeah. some point. Tell them if they miss me that much, they should be listening right now. And if you're listening right now, because somebody told you that, uh, you know, if you miss my voice, just come and listen, then good. Good for you. So are we going to get back on topic? Or? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't even know what our topic is. We, I, we yeah, have gone He was going to present a, us. I'm going to present you with a bitter pill and then a question. Oh, ooh. Here's the bitter pill. I agree with Caleb that about the way things should be, that we should have a robust interest in the word of God and that even a person delivering straight exposition should be interesting to us, that we should, we should by default have that interest because of who God is. Well, I think Christians by default should have that interest. Yes. Now here, but I would also agree with Kendall that, so that's the way it should be. And I do agree that to some extent, Kendall's got a accurate finger on the pulse of the way it is. Right. Now here's the question. Couldn't you, by way of conversation, take a question that is like a question that is the product of exposition, of biblical expo- exposition, and then through the vehicle of conversation, arrive at the relevance or the transcendental application, the transcendental relevance and the yeah, yeah, yeah. the application in the here and now, right. let's say. You want to explain what exposition is real fast? Okay, so just if just you Just in read, case you're listening and you have no idea what biblical exposition. If you've been to like a Bible study, like a verse-by-verse Bible study, you've been exposed to exposition effectively, yeah. um, as long as it wasn't the kind of Bible study where it was like everyone's in a circle and they talk about what the verse means to them and all this. Like as long as the, as the study is being done properly, contextually, all of this. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's basically you go through the scripture and you make sense of what it what it's saying. Yeah, right. Yep. 
And it's the baseline of it at least. Yeah. Okay. So the question then becomes, say you start off with a question like this, I'll just ask the question and then we'll see if we can make it interesting and relevant. Okay. So are we answering the question or are you asking us if there is a question like this? No, I'm, you should answer this. Okay. Okay. When it comes to biblical precepts, would you say, what would you say is the difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law? Does this change the manner in which we observe these precepts? What are some effective ways we can get to the heart of the law in our studies and teachings? So like when I read that question, what I think immediately is like, okay, this isn't super relevant to college students, but it actually is. It's just not obviously relevant. So can we not use the vehicle of conversation to expose the relevance? Figure out what the relevance is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah, I think when you have a conversation, um, if you have a conversation well, then what you are doing, and Michael, you and I do this all the time, and I have to walk away from the conversations because they get so long. What you're doing, though, is you're (laughs) digging to new layers of understanding and like unearthing new things. It's almost like a paleontology, like Mm. in a sense, like you're digging down for, you know, the gold or you're digging down for what the, the, the payload essentially. And dinosaurs. Yeah. And every single, you know, layer of sediment that you remove reveals something new. And I think that's what conversation is doing. So yes, I do believe that you can get to the relevance. Um, I do also think though that the way that you ask the question might be important too because what if someone just right. glazes over when you ask a certain question right so let's so what we should do with this question is let's take a precept and this is I think the best way to do it if you're trying to be relevant let's take a precept that in theory like a, a law of God um, something God either says is right or wrong that might be applicable to college students and figure out, what it means to follow the letter of it, what it means to follow the spirit of it, and what it means to do both at the same time. So pick any precept you would like to. There are 600 and some laws that God has. <laughs> the Sabbath. <laughs> okay, Sabbath. Oh, oh my gosh, I got lots of good things to say. Okay, good. Great. That's good for you. <laughs> I have lots of rebuttals. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, one of the things that um, we have done with Sabbath. So Sabbath, if you're listening, you, you're not really a churchy person. Um, the Sabbath day is the Lord's day, right? It is the day. Well, and this is part of the confusion, I think, sometimes. People have taken Sabbath and equated it to day off. That's a problem. Okay, so we have said, uh, and people do this all the time. I've heard Christians do this. I've heard pastors do this all the time where it says, um, oh, you know, someone says, are you resting? And they're like, oh, yeah, I take a Sabbath day every week. And it's like, well, what do you mean by that? And they're like, you know, f- I don't work on Fridays. And it's like, that's different. That's a day off. Everybody gets a day off. A Sabbath is something different. According to the scriptures, Sabbath is the day in which you rest. But in that rest, you focus your life towards God. Because um, according to the scriptures, who is in charge of the Sabbath? The Lord. The Lord. It's not your Sabbath. It's the Lord's Sabbath, right? And so the Lord gets to dictate what we're supposed to be doing on that Sabbath because it's his day, not your day, right? But we have equated those things as one in the same. So the question is, now your day off could be a Sabbath in theory, um, but oftentimes it's not. When I have a day off, 
uh, usually it's me vegging and doing nothing because I'm recouping from a week and it's been a pretty yeah, hard I'm in the week. middle of uh, season 9, 10, 11 of Walking Dead. So. Yeah. So wouldn't you say then that... <laughs> but what we do, would we do that when we sit down and watch season 9, 10 of Walking Dead <laughs> or I have a Lord of the Rings marathon, that is not Sabbathing. That is... Just taking a day off. I don't and know, those man. Are An argument can be made things. for Lord of the Rings. It's so, kind of biblical. So. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair it's enough. It's more than just a day off, although Correct. it is also a day off. Correct. Okay, so that's, I think, when we say it's not a day off, we want to make sure that we preserve. So I think that people get stuck. Like they say, okay, they, 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 they stop at the day off. It's like, I'm just going to stop working for this day. I'm not going to do any things, any of the things that are like obligatory. Yeah. Um, that are part of my normal routine and that the purpose of the Sabbath is to break the routine. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the purpose, but that's only kind of the beginning of the purpose, right? right. So where do we go from that part of the... Yeah. Of the well, and so the the where we got the idea of Sabbath from goes all the way back to the beginning of Genesis, right? I have like a hair on my nose that's bugging me. Um, it's a good where thing this isn't a video podcast. Days, yeah, just poking <laughs> myself. Honestly, it might eyeballs. be worse just as audio <laughs> and hearing. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, we used um, to have video, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, what happened to the? Oh, hey, you know what? If anybody's out there listening and you love to edit video of three dudes talking, <laughs> then please let us know because then we can bring back the video. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so it goes all the way back to Genesis, right? In Genesis one, God worked six days to make the earth, um, and on the seventh day He rested. Um, and from that, and jump ahead uh, a book into Exodus, um, when we start getting the law handed down and God is talking to Moses and to Israel and says, this is how you're going to structure your life. Because God rested a day, you are going to take a day where you will not be working, but instead you're going to focus your attention on holy things, right? You are going to take that day and spend it resting. Yes, you can rest. That's fine. But the mode in which you are resting needs to be a particular way, right? It's, it's not just watching season 9, 10, and 11 of Walking Dead or whatever you watch. It, like, it's something fundamentally different. And here's the thing. I think why what makes this particularly relevant is there are so many people that feel really burned out even though they say, well, I, I mean, I take time off. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but taking time off is not what is going to rejuvenate you. Sabbath. Is what rejuvenate. I think that's you. the word that the word that you just used is really imperative here. Rejuvenate, right? So, like, rejuvenation. What, what are the things that um, what are the things that actually like bring life? Bring life to your mind, your body, your spirit. Like, what are the things that bring life to you? Yeah. So, for instance, we were actually talking about this uh, at our staff retreat recently, um, and I pushed back a little bit on the particular way we were discussing Sabbath um, because I was talking about the fact that. I might not be able to get a full 24 hours of Sabbath. Um, I have small children. Um, and most of the time they are not rejuvenating, uh, <laughs> because they're small. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they are, but most, most of the time, time honestly, it's not. pretty wild with all three of them. If it's just me and one of them, it's easy. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so I was discussing like, yeah, that's actually not the most chill thing to do on my Sabbath on Friday. Um, and, uh, me and one of the other guys were talking about specifically uh, on the ride back about like, could you do Sabbath, you know, throughout the week, essentially like have multiple hours of Sabbath in a certain day or whatever it might be. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, I think the key there is 
what are you doing that is bringing life to you? So one of the things that I told him that I would do, um, even on my days off or my Sabbath or something that actually brings life to me um, each day is like working out. And that might like not be something that brings life to other people. But for me specifically, it like, it actually does bring life to me. And it's Mm. not that I'm working. um, It's not that I'm... Uh, putting forth effort in a carnal way um, specifically, but that's something that actually helps me. Uh, part of it's because it's so intense that it makes my heart rate go way too high and then brings me closer to God, like in an actual physical way, because I might actually die. But uh, another I mean, way is I just, s- I guess, simply yeah. because, um, simply because. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, <laughs> uh, that might have been hyperbole. Um, simply because, like, working out for me reminds me of the health that I have, the health that God has given me, yeah. you know, coming from a, a family who uh, is not the healthiest, you yeah. know, um, is in regards to my mom, like yeah. having multiple sclerosis and she can't even walk. So it's right, like, right. I have to be able to thank God for the fact that I can move, that I can yeah. go do things, you know? And if I don't go work out, sometimes if it's nice, I'll go play disc golf. Cause yeah. I like being in nature and doing things that are of a physical nature. Yeah. And those things help rejuvenate me and actually remind me of the things that, the blessings that God has given me. So like, it's not that you have to sit and listen to worship music or be in front of your Bible for 24 hours. But it's also not sitting in front of a couch. But it's, yeah, okay, so like that. It's in between both of those. Yeah, so for me, if I was to say, well, I Sabbathed, uh, I watched, you know, I binged watched whatever, 12 episodes of this particular season of Walking Dead, right? Well that's not as necessarily glorifying to God. Like right. that show is not really bringing glory to God. Or I played God, COD like, for like eight hours Yeah, on Yeah, seriously, right? that's definitely not bringing glory to Jesus. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, heard some of those, I've heard some of those chats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so like that stuff, it, it, it might be uh, fun. Yeah, it might de-stress you, but there's something different. Yes, but that does not yeah. necessarily mean it's rejuvenating. Right. Fun does not equal rejuvenation. Right. There has to be something that is, is spiritually relevant right. to you in that moment that is actually rejuvenating your soul and not just your body or your mind. And it can be the case that what you are doing is fun and also rejuvenating, but they're yeah. not always, like that does not, there's not a hundred percent correlation between them, right? Like you can have fun things that aren't quote unquote Sabbath-y, Sabbath-y mm-hmm. in nature. And you can have, but you can have some fun things. I mean, you enjoy working out, right? Like that is maybe not fun, but Maybe it is fun. I don't it's know. fun. You enjoy pain, um, <laughs> and uh, right. So there is overlap, but it's not one hundred percent one and the same, right? Yeah. Um, and and you know this picture that Jesus gives of Sabbath, like so. There are many times where the Pharisees get very so Pharisees being like the religious leaders during Jesus's day. Um, they're the like Bible scholars, um, kind of. They're also like lawyers in a sense too. And they're always going up to Jesus mad at him because either he did something or his disciples did something to break the Sabbath, right? To break the letter of the law of the Sabbath. And he always has very interesting quips and rebuttals on how they actually don't understand it because they're only reading the letter of the law without incorporating the spirit of the law into it, right? So, this, man, I'm I'm really good at bringing things full circle. <laughs> You're welcome. Because um, <laughs> your question is, is, like, how do we combine the spirit of the law and the letter of the law? Turns out Jesus does a pretty good job of it, right? So, the, for example, his uh, the Pharisees come up to him one time and they're like, because he healed someone on the Sabbath, right? And that... In their eyes, he was working on, I air quoted for no reason, yeah. you can't see that. They they Greta Thunderberg'd him. What? 
I said they Greta Thunderberg him. Thunder, How dare you? Thunderberg. Oh, <laughs> he got Thunderberg. <laughs> so I thought you meant about my air quotes. I was no, like, I don't I'm understand this. The Pharisees yeah. Okay. Jesus. So they go up to Jesus and they're mad at him because he broke the law, right? Because he worked, quote unquote, um, on the day of the Sabbath, right? And Jesus has this. He he asks them a question. He says, "If one of your uh, oxen falls in a hole." And it's on the Sabbath. Would you not help? The, wouldn't you get it out, right? And all of them are like, blah, because um, they didn't have an answer to respond to him. And Jesus's point was, like, yeah, this is supposed to be a day of rest, but your actions that you do, if they bring life to you and those around you, if they, by nature of doing good to those around you, expand the kingdom of heaven, that is still a good thing, right? You shouldn't be actively going out of your way to do your normal work, but in your day in which you are resting, you still can do the work of the kingdom of God as Mm -hmm. part of that. Like God's not reprimanding you for it. You're not going out of your way. In fact, you should be resting. And again, by rest, we don't mean watching TV for eight hours straight or playing COD for eight hours straight. We mean allowing your body to not be working, um, having maybe for the first time in a long time, like opportunity to sit and spend time with the Lord, whether in prayer or word, uh, reading the word, because I know a lot of people, it's like, other than maybe one time a week anyway, it's like, we don't really spend a whole lot of time reading the word, right? And here's the other problem that we've run into. and it's different for us, interestingly enough, than it is for anyone who's probably listening to this unless they're pastors. Everyone associates Sunday as Sabbath. And though that might be, it might be, it also might not be. And it's like, okay, so how do we wrestle with this um, where we're working, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on the Sabbath day, right, as pastors? Um, and so like our Sabbath looks different from other people's Sabbath. Um, but what is it that we can rest and bring life to those around us at the same time? Because that seems to be kind of where Jesus is fitting these things together. Yes, yeah. we're supposed to take time to stop doing what we're doing and rest. And yet at the same time, we should be bringing life to wherever we go. And how do we do that at the same time? Yeah, I think is one, the of the things, <clears throat> one of the things that I've learned recently to do is um, I actually like writing music um, yeah. on my, like, so most of my job is music a lot of my job is music and recording things and whatever, but not all of that's writing. And so like actually on my Sabbath days or times when I actually am like, okay, I'm going to take rest or whatever. I'm going to rest today. Um, One of the things I love to do is write and that might be recording and it might look on the outside, the exact same thing as what I did the day before when I was at work. Yeah. But to me on the inside, it's something that's totally different. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's an opportunity for me to reflect. It's an opportunity for me to- um, <clears throat> Right, you know, it fills to, instead of takes away. Yeah, to learn, like that doesn't take away and it is able to uh, benefit me and hopefully one day, you know, the kingdom of heaven. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Okay, so the spirit, the spirit of the law of the Sabbath is to honor God. And so if you dishonor God in service to the Sabbath, you're following the letter of the law and not, not the, spirit the spirit of, of the, the law. law. Which is what those yeah. Pharisees were doing. They were saying, right? you shouldn't help somebody, which would be dishonoring God because that is kind of a primary mode in which Christians are supposed to be operating, which is why Jesus calls it out. Right? Okay, so let's yeah. try to think well, of- Well, hold on. That's the reason why it's relevant. Or is that what you're about to say? Well, I was going to say, let's try to think of a particular area where college students would be guilty of 
dishonoring the spirit of the law in service to the letter of the law. Yeah, I'm going to say only that, only in that direction. I got direction. you one right now, real easy, real quick. I also okay. have one where I think it might be the opposite, where we do the spirit of the law, but don't honor the letter of the law. Yeah, so, okay. Students. <clears throat> so uh, one of the ways, oh yeah, sorry, I was thinking more of the spirit of the law and not the letter of the law. Yeah, we you, do you the spirit of, the of we dishonor, yeah. we do the spirit well, of the law, but not the Yeah, Because yeah, so, I was going to say, like, if you, uh, Friday, you know, people living for Friday night or people living for Saturday, you know, uh, well, for instance, like when football games are going on, right? Uh, this happens a lot during football season. Uh, you go out and you tailgate early, you go to the game, and then after the game, you go out and you go to party after that. Yeah. And that is your day off, quote unquote, or like, even if you're not, you know, absolutely getting plastered, like going out, having a great time and yeah. partying and stuff like that, that not necessarily uh glorification of the kingdom of heaven right um but it's it is fun. something that's fun and yeah. it is something that uh is Isn't you know done in wrong. community and it's not yeah depending on how you do it yeah it's not necessarily wrong yet it's not really the probably the best use of that day to call it a sabbath it yeah. is a day off from school it's those kinds of things but i think that would be one really simple way of like i'm just gonna let down you know let or let loose today essentially and that has different right, levels right, right. obviously um but say you're doing it responsibly <laughs> um that still is not necessarily the best thing to do, uh, right. I would think, for, for a Sabbath because y- you have a line there that can be crossed easily into definitely yeah. dishonoring God. Um, <clears throat> and then, again, those things, although they are good, like hanging out with friends, going to a football game, like supporting your school, even going to a party, uh, as long as, again, done responsibly can be good. Yeah. Um, if you're doing those things uh but they're not really with God in mind or they're not really pointing to the kingdom of heaven, then right. really, I mean, it's just hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. You know? Now we know Kendall wouldn't do any of these things because his team loses all the time. So, well, they're also not in college. So no, but you're, <laughs> you know, you, in theory, I can imagine you're going and watching a Dallas Oh, the Cowboys somewhere. made it further than the Steelers did this year. Just that's all there is to it. And they still lost. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't wow, matter. man, well. you're setting the bar low with the Steelers. Um, okay, so. The, so the example I had, and this is similar, um, is this. Uh, so we follow the letter of the law in the sense that we aren't working, right? And I think college students do this probably more in young adults. People my age do this. Sorry, Kendall, not your age. <laughs> um, people my age do this. We'll take a day off and we will fill it with things and we'll label it under self-care, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm all for taking care of, I am for taking care of yourself. I am not necessarily for self-care. And I think because there is an entire like ethos and culture that comes with self-care. We did a whole episode on it like two years ago. So. Yeah. So I'm just bringing up two-year-old content. But mm-hmm. most of the people who are listening to this probably aren't going to go back yeah. two years ago to listen to you that. You could, though. You could if you wanted to. It, I'm sure it was a great podcast <laughs> unless I wasn't in it. And then it probably wasn't. Um, <laughs> but like the, the self-care movement the reason why it is fundamentally flawed, at least in regards to like Sabbath. And I, I, I'm saying you should take care of yourself, right? But self-care is saying, I am the most important thing on this day. I am putting myself first, my needs first, all of these things. And that is not the way Christians should ever be living life. At, at, at best, we should be putting God first, then other people first, and then our th- third next, right? Like us third. Um, and usually there's a fourth and fifth before we even get there. Like I should put my wife third and that you should put your kids mm-hmm. the fourth. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but we, we place ourselves first and the, and that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm all for caring for yourself because caring for yourself enables you to put others first. 
right? And you should do that. You should take care of your health, right? You should take care of your mental health. You should take care of your spiritual health because it allows you to serve other people. But when when you are the most important thing on your Sabbath because of self-care, right? Um, you have removed the most important thing about a Sabbath and that is putting God first, right? And it's like Sabbath, the point of Sabbath is to draw you closer to God. I'll just, I, I think that's kind of fundamentally what it's about. Whatever happens on that day, it should draw you closer to God, right? That's the spirit of it. The letter of it being, it, it should be a day off, right? So how you incorporate those two, if God should be first, but we place ourselves first, we have followed the law in the sense that we have taken a day off, great. We have missed the whole point of it because we have placed ourselves as the most important thing on that day off. And I think that's fundamentally flawed. And I think I do this sometimes. It's like, well, I'm going to take self-care day. Yeah, and but that's like, the reason why it's relevant. <clears throat> yeah. You said this earlier, is that um, we will take a day off, uh, but then still be exhausted, overwhelmed, full of anxiety, all these things, right, that we would say. Yeah. I'm going to ruin Kendall's day. Go up to him and tell him you're overwhelmed. Dude, that's a cuss word. Um, and we'll I get, like ruining Kendall's day we'll by that. going up to Kendall and saying, quit working. <laughs> we'll get into uh, overwhelmed uh, later at a later date of why I think it's a cuss word. Um, there's a real reason behind it. It's not just because I'm a curmudgeon. But, well, you are. Um, that, <laughs> no, so I think that a lot of times you're right. You're uh, Especially with young adults and college students, you're like, well, you know, um, like I feel like every time I ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? Oh, man. I'm just so tired. And I'm like, okay, cool. What first thing I want to say is, do you have three kids? Are you also married? Uh, do you have a full-time job and other stuff? But I don't because I'm nice. Um, except for just now. Yeah, except for just now. I said what I want to do. I didn't say I say it. Um, but just said it. what I know is that a lot of people are walking around tired. A lot of people are walking around overwhelmed. A lot yep. of people are walking around burned out. A lot yep. of people are walking around that way. And the reason why is because you might follow the letter and say, well, I took the day off or I'm not doing anything. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? And that's the reason why it's relevant is because yep. there's so much more to it than just a day off sitting in your pajamas right, right. eating cereal. Okay. So we've talked about this before and I know we've talked about this at United and I think it brings some clarity to what you were just saying too, Kendall. And it's a fundamental difference between these two. When we take a day off and we do self-care, what it's essentially doing. So if you have a cup, right, over the week, and your cup is what is filling you right now. Over the week, what we do is we, in theory, you should be pouring out of yourselves, which is a wonderful thing. But also, we fill ourselves up with things that shouldn't be in the cup as well, right? And self-care helps remove maybe some of those negative things that shouldn't be in the cup, right? But now you just have an empty cup. And you don't have a cup that has been filled by the only one who can fill it, and that is God. And that's what Sabbath is, right? Like the difference between self-care and Sabbath is self-care can empty all the negative things out of the cup, but it doesn't fill it back up. You just relieve yourself of all of those negative feelings, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what sitting in front of a couch is, uh, in front of a TV on a couch is. It's just cathartic. Cathartis, catharsis is about removing negative feeling, but it never fills you up, right? And so Sabbath is both. Like it is removing negative stuff, but also allowing God to fill your cup and allow you to overflow so that this week coming forward, you have something to pour out of. Yeah. Okay. So you guys did a pretty good job covering the Sabbath. What I was looking for were two were So basically it? we didn't do anything he wanted <laughs> is what he's about to tell yeah, us. Yeah. And we have like two minutes to figure <laughs> it out. What, what I was looking for next um, week on the United podcast, different precepts that college students fall into this trap concerning i'll give you two of them 
Uh, one is singleness mm. and another is equally yoked. So those are biblical precepts. And okay. I think that college students get these wrong. I think Christians get these wrong all the time. It doesn't matter the age. I think that with singleness, um, the injunction to be Paul's injunction to be single, uh, the Christians would sort of think, okay, well, if I'm not married, then I should be single. And I'm, if I'm single, then I'm doing it right. And so there's this kind of this animosity built up against being anything other than single. Like I'm, I'm right. satisfying it's the married it. people versus the single well, people. Yeah. I'm satisfying it just purely by the, by, by default of, of not being married, that I'm single, yeah. but that's not the reason Paul asks you to be single. Right. That misses the entire point. The point isn't singleness. The point is freedom to serve. Right. Okay, so that part gets left off. And then this happens also also with um, equally yoked. Ah, uh, this person that I'm dating, their entire life is a dumpster fire, but they're a Christian. So it's all, everything's okay. It's all right. Mm-hmm. They say they're a Christian. Yeah, the so stamp of approval. They're fine for me. The stamp of approval is not believer or the stamp of approval is not believes in Jesus or goes to church. That equally yoked is like, you're really, you're pulling the same load, essentially. Like you're under the same kind of burden, essentially. Like yeah. you are in the same stage of life. You are in and the- And you're going the same the direction. The same direction. Like if you think of a yoke that is on two oxen or two horses or whatever, they have to be going in the same direction. Correct. They have to be of equal strength. They have to be, you know, um, motivated in the same way. That is what unequally. Yeah. So you're means. laying out all of the reasons why that doctrine is really important. Yeah. And almost none of them include the label aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like I don't want to go too far in the well. Your yoke should say controversy here, but, but <laughs> the yoke should also be built like fundamentally on the things we just said, going in the same direction. Yeah. You should yeah, be a like, Christian, but you should be a Christian from the substance up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so I think that those are two areas where I think that the letter of the law is adhered to, or at least is pretended to be, is ostensibly adhered to. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll always say, oh, uh, it's a Christian. So I'm fine. Right. So yeah. Yeah. dating app for Christians. Yeah. Well, they believe in Jesus. Anything. So are they pursuing God? It's like, well, they're not pursuing at the same rate that you are. Um, or you aren't pursuing at the same rate they are. So yeah. like they might be bad for you or you might be bad for them. Like, right. Right. Stay away regardless. You know, that's like that red flag stuff. Like, you know, if they say they're a believer, but yet they're not moving the same direction as you are, then that's, and they're unwilling to move that same direction, yeah. then yeah, that's going to cause problems down the road for sure. So these traps happen when people, um, when their theology is built on snippets of scripture, on pieces of scripture. Uh, so they know that Paul said to be single. They know that the Bible instructs us to be equally yoked. But if that's all that you know, Mm-hmm. If you if you don't have the surrounding context, right? Or I know I'm supposed to take a day off, right? Then then what you have is the letter of the law, and you you actually don't have the spirit of the law. And this right so here you, is the reason why knowing the Bible and understanding the Bible and having a uh, propensity to read the Bible and a uh, want to an affection is for the Bible. relevant. Oh man, happened to K- stay relevant. Kendall just out circled you, Caleb. <laughs> This is where we started, and this is where Let's we're in. Competition to see who this can is... draw the larger. <laughs> the circle. last. Well, see, I'm sure I can draw a larger <laughs> circle, but we're about to end this podcast, so I'll just come back next week and circle his circle. 
Yeah, I won't be here next week, so you. Well, get the I definitely have lots of opportunity to circle a circle. We can make fun of him. He's not even here. We can oh, put man. words Why in his mouth. Why don't we have like a two and a half hour podcast about Methodism? No, y'all do that all the time. Every time I'm gone, it's about Methodism. It's that's about, not true because Methodism is not that interesting. Well, yeah, but y'all make it. That's not true. I think interesting Methodism amongst each other is wildly. For the record, I'm a Methodist pastor, and I we like to bash Methodism and talk about how great it is and how it would make Kendall's life better. No. I'm out. Okay. But he well, out. I think that that was... <laughs> We're uh, out. We out. Yeah. There was a lot of rabbit trails there, but I think that we... No. All of the trails, we just proved. We they just all said, led yeah. back to the how same spot. How dare you... <laughs> you just got Claim these are... <laughs> yeah. Doth thou jest. <laughs> as on, the man. As uh, the King Jamesy people would put it. Um, it doesn't matter how many Call our rabbit have. trails trails when in fact... In fact... They were nothing but the goodness of God. They all led back. Mm. It's like twigs on a tree. They all led back to the same trunk. You should try listening to this sure, podcast. Yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> they do. Twigs on a tree go all the way back to the trunk. Except for when they fall off. Well, you know. I think uh, I think if you ha- if, the, if your podcatcher allows for this, you should listen to the last part of this podcast on half speed. And see oh, what it man. Sounds like. It's a great time. Okay, Wait, what? <laughs> right. Just the, the, the stuff that you guys said just now, when that slowed down to half speed, oh. It sounds no. like we are following the spirit of the Sabbath law and not the letter <laughs> when you slow it down. <laughs> I've never listened to this on half. I've never listened to anything on half speed. I need to do that. Well. There you go. All right. You guys have been listening to the Uloft podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. Deuces. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Uloft podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to it. Also, come out and join us for a Unite every Tuesday at 727 p.m. This is a time of music, friends, and important teaching. You don't want to miss it. You can learn more about Unites, as well as everything else we do, by visiting unitediup.com. Thank you all for hanging out with us, and we will see you in the next episode.